The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. DarkImaginings.com For the deepest, darkest grooves, to the backwoods swamp where we hit the bottom, for the inside of your casket, to the fears lying deep inside your subconscious, it's time for the Big Scary Show. This is Ken Leary from a petrified forest in Altamont Springs, Florida, and you're listening to a big scary show. Hey, this is Josh from Booger Woods, Rockwell, North Carolina, and you're listening to the Big Scary Show. Hey guys, this is Tony Waldmuth from Crozy Valley Spooky Woods in Archdale, North Carolina. You're listening to the Big Scary Show. Hello, creeps. It's me. John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and you're listening to The Big Scary Show, the top podcast in the industry. <laughs> Hi, this is Butch Patrick. That's right, Eddie Munster from The Munsters, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. This is Ari Lima, the first Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. And you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Jason never dies. Hi, this is Sarah Karloff, the daughter of Boris Karloff, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. You're listening to The Big Scary Show with three big scary men and one that wears more makeup than I do. You've done it. You've reached the height of the Halloween 2021 season. You've made it, and now you're listening to The Big Scary Show, episode 248. And do we have some tricks and treats in store for you? But this year, we're going to take you on a little fearsome journey into the woods for this Halloween. Yes, what is that? Is it just a spooky tree? Or is it Badger with Deadline News coming at you? Everything you need to know so you're up to date this Halloween. Ah, is it a fog rolling in? No, Jerry has found some incredible Halloween music for our show this time. And don't forget to go between the corpses. Me Hook Jim brings you on that journey as you walk down the moonlit path through the woods. I've got a haunt minute for you. We're going to find the scariest thing in the woods. Halloween party poopers. But the real fun gets going so soon. We've got some interviews with some amazing haunts. We're going to Spooky Woods, Booger Woods, and the Midway Wicked Woods. And if we're not done that, there's a clearing up ahead. And that clearing contains the Round Table of Terror. 
We're going to speak with our friend Ken Leary, and we're going to find out about fear and actor training. All this, maybe some greetings from the co-hosts for your Halloween enjoyment, and all kinds of tricks, treats, and fun that you find normally on a big scary show, but especially this one, episode 248, as we go into the woods right before Halloween. of the dead hand, the hand that crawls, creeps, and kills. And now, The Screaming Starts, starring Peter Cushing from Cinerama Releasing in color. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. The Legendary Haunt Tour is proud to announce its 2021 destinations. We are excited to be heading south again this year on an amazing trek that will include four top-notch haunted attractions in and around New Orleans. The Mortuary, 13th Gate, New Orleans Nightmare, and Rise. All of these incredible events have been raising the bar for years in innovation and quality. This will be a tour not to be missed. Stay tuned for more details to come, but mark your calendars now and plan to head south for the Legendary Haunt Tour, November 12th and 13th, 2021. For more information, you can check it out on LegendaryHauntTour.com. Hi everyone, it's Drew Badger. This is Deadline News for episode 248. My goodness, we're almost at 250. Fancy that. And we're going to start off with this update from Days of the Dead coming to Chicago. It is with great pleasure that we announce the addition of actress Heather Langenkamp to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Chicago, happening November 19th through the 21st at the Crown Plaza O'Hare. Heather Langenkamp is best remembered by horror fans for her iconic role as Nancy Thompson in the Nightmare on Elm Street roles, a role she would go on to reprise in two sequels, including A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and Wes Craven's New Nightmare. She's also filmed in, appeared in such films as Shocker, The Butterfly Room, and Star Trek Into Darkness. For more information and tickets, visit daysofthedead.com. We have this news from the Dark Manor Haunted House in Baltic, Connecticut. Attention, our patrons. We here at the Dark Manor have been made aware of recent postings on social media, including accusations of racism and inadequate working conditions. We were and remain incredibly saddened to see these comments and want to assure each and every one of you that they were baseless and untrue. We can confirm without a shadow of a doubt that the recent images shared did not come from any Dark Manor staff. Furthermore, the recent posts in question can be traced back to disgruntled employees whose time at Dark Manor was only limited to two days. All of us at the Dark Manor value equality and diversity in the workplace. We truly value our patrons and employees of all races, genders, and backgrounds equally. We could not do what we do without each and every one of you. 
We're grateful for your support for the last 17 years and for allowing us to share the thrill of Halloween and the love of horror each year with you. The Dark Manor looks forward to enjoying a terrific Halloween season with our friends, old and new. Get more information or follow them at thedarkmanor.com. We have this news from the Halloween Costume Contest and Sidewalk Stroll in Benicia, California. Benicia Main Street offers a great time for kids of all ages during the popular Halloween Costume Contest and Sidewalk Stroll. The local merchants on First Street get into the spirit of the holiday for all to shop and enjoy. Beginning Saturday, October 30th at 10 a.m. on First Street in downtown Benicia, at noon there will be a canine and critter costume contest on the First Street Green with awards and treats and so much more. Get more information at BeniciaMainStreet.org. We have this update from the New Jersey Horror Con and Film Festival coming to Atlantic City. Kimberly J. Brown is coming to the New York Horror Con and Film Festival. Don't miss this rare appearance. Kimberly J. Brown is best known for her portrayal of the teen witch Marnie Piper in Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, and Halloween Town High. Kimberly's other projects include Stephen King's Rose Red miniseries, Bringing Down the House, A Bug's Life, Vampire Princess Miyu, and more. Don't miss your chance to meet Kimberly J. Brown this November 12th, 13th, and 14th at the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City. Get more information at NewJerseyHorrorCon.com. We have a little gaming news regarding Call of Duty. This comes via BloodyDisgusting.com. It's that time once again, Call of Duty fans. Activision has revealed a brand new Zombies mode for their upcoming military shooter, this time providing more innovation while also continuing the lore of past titles and zombie modes. Oh yeah, and plenty of Nazi zombies to shoot down. Call of Duty Vanguard is due out for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC on November 5th. We have this news from a special event from the Nightmare on 17th Haunted House in Cheyenne, Wyoming. October 31st is Halloween, the night we've all been waiting for. Don't be afraid, we've saved the best for last. We're pulling out all the stops for the last night of the 2021 season, if you can handle it. Admission's only $10 a person. Get more information at their Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Nightmare17STHH. We have this news from the Kids Go Free Halloween event at the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Kids Go Free at the NASCAR Hall of Fame this Halloween weekend. Kids are welcome to wear costumes as they'll find several special Halloween treats along the way through the hall. We've created safer, alternate ways to celebrate Halloween, including a prepackaged craft activity to enjoy while maintaining social distancing and individually wrapped goodie bags for grab-and-go upon exiting. You can purchase tickets online or at the box office with promo code GHOST. The offer is valid Friday, October 30th through Sunday, November 1st. Get more information at nascarhall.com. 
And finally, we have this from the Great Jack-O-Lantern Blaze in Croton-on-Hudson, New York. The Hudson Valley's most electrifying fall happening is going on through November 21st. Meander through an 18th century landscape and discover a breathtaking display of more than 7,000 illuminated jack-o'-lanterns, all designed and hand-carved on-site by our team of artisans. New for 2021? Gawk at the always impressive New York City skyline's pumpkin treatment and take a stroll under the sea in our immersive river display. Complete with synchronized lighting and an original soundtrack, this one-of-a-kind event is not to be missed. Admission is by time ticket or flex anytime tickets sold only in advance. No tickets are available on site. Get more information at hudsonvalley.org slash events slash blaze. Now that sounds cool. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs> Hi, listeners. Meat Hook Jim here. And I hope all of you are having a fantastic Halloween season. I know I said a couple of years ago that I was going to retire. And for the most part, I have. Of course, last year with COVID made it a lot easier. However, one of my good friends has convinced me to come out of retirement. And I am actually going to act one night next week, October 29th, somewhere in Columbus... I will be acting against my better judgment. No, no, seriously, I'm really looking forward to it, especially after this month. It has just been personally a, a rough month for me, and I didn't get to go out and see everything I wanted to, but I've been watching everybody, I've been watching all the reactions and seeing everybody just having a wonderful time, and it warms my black heart to see everybody getting back into the swing of things. So once again... For myself and my wife, the Lady of Darkness, happy Halloween. And for those of you that are in the Columbus area, come find me on the 29th. <laughs> 13 Pagan Holiday 13. Long Shadows Fall on Halloween on The Big Scary Show. Begins, embrace the night.
go. Hello everyone, Drew Badger here. We are live on the road. It is haunt season. We are so happy to be coming out to haunts now, and we are here on opening night of Booger Woods. Probably one of the more creative haunted names out there. We're in Rockwell, North Carolina, not too far from Charlotte, Salisbury, right off of I-85 there. It is opening night. They are sold out. It's going to open up in, oh, about an hour or so. But we're here with Wayne Trexler and Josh from Booger Woods. How are you guys doing tonight? All right, y'all. Doing pretty good. Excellent. Now, you guys have been here for 44 years. Now, yes. that is a grand accomplishment in the world of haunted attractions. How did you get started? Have you always been at this location, or how did how did Boogerwoods come around? It's been at three locations through the years. This one's been here about 21 years. Then we was in Kannapolis in a house, three-story house, for about two years. Then we was back in the woods back here, <laughs> way back here. When it started. Well, you're way back in here in the woods anyway when you walk. Not as far back. Oh, boy. (laughs) Too many bodies back there. Who knows? But uh, one thing I really like about this place, and I've been here before, is that you are a charity haunt. Most of the, if not all, the proceeds go to fund cystic fibrosis. And I think that is just a fantastic thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We wouldn't have it no other way. We'll never go away from that. As long as I'm over it, we'll never go away from it. And the reason that it became, uh, why was cystic fibrosis chosen as your charity of choice? Well, years ago when we first started, uh, we had a lot of, a girl over here named Christine Klein that had CF. She was about seven years old. <clears throat> but uh, she, that's what we started doing it for her. Right. But the, the funds went to cystic fibrosis. But sure. When you didn't charge a 50 cent back then. <laughs> you know, that's been a long time ago. You ain't paying many medical bills with a 50 cents. Yeah, right. But uh, it's a great cause, and we just want to keep doing it as long that's, as I can. There you go. Now, for 44 years, you've been scaring people out here. And, again, it's been a number of years since I've been out here, so I'm looking to uh, go in and see all the new stuff. I assume that things get changed every year, or how much of the we haunt does change? About five or six new scenes every year. Okay. That's what we try to do. Are you still doing the guided tours? Oh, yes. We won't never go away from that, neither. It's they, a whole the, lot safer for the people coming, a whole lot safer for the people in it. I, I will say the last time I was here, we had some of the most entertaining guides around. The names escaped me at the moment. I think one of them is retired by this point. But, Floyd uh, Notice. Floyd Notice, that's yep. it. So they, they were just <laughs> they hilarious. They on the pirate ship back there. Oh, really? Yeah. So we'll see them tonight. Yep. Fantastic. If somebody was wanting to come out to Booger Woods this year, they first of all, they better get tickets early because you guys sold out opening night in less than an hour. What would they expect at a place like this? Go ahead, John. I mean, how the trail is? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's totally different. Uh, we like to we like for all of our customers to be interactive with the scenes. Um, we don't like to push them through. We like to give each, each group uh, a great show. Um, and we don't claim to be the scariest, never have, never right. will. We entertain. We love to entertain. I, I recall writing a review of yours one time saying you are the most entertaining haunt I have ever been through, so I look forward to that happening again. I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a fun time. And, again, for a good cause, Cystic Fibrosis, come out to Booger Woods here in Rockwell. For people wanting more information, hopefully getting those advanced tickets, you know, you're only open a limited amount of time through the year, through the uh, season here. How can people get more information? If you're living in Charlotte, if you're living in Hickory, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, you're traveling up and down 85, you want to come see a haunted house, and tickets go on sale the day of, how they, can uh, they get of? At Boogerwood, that's just the only way we can do it, is sell the tickets here sure. at, at 2 o'clock. And like I said, today they sold out in an hour. <laughs> 
It, it, well, at that rate, man, it, I wish you a very successful season. So for people wanting more information, though, if they want pictures, the schedules, and all that stuff, do you have websites, social medias, what? You can go to our Facebook page, uh, Booger Woods, and then you can check out our website, boogerwoods.org, and it has all the temp- ticket information on there. Excellent. And uh, love you the hurt. tell him how are we doing the tickets now. Yeah, so everything's timed now. So nice. starting from 7.30 up until 12.30, groups are going every 10 minutes. So 7.30, 7.40, 7.50, and uh, the groups go in increments of 10 minutes. That way you don't have a, a bunch of people in the parking lot at one yeah, time. Yeah, nobody likes waiting in line. I think time ticketing, especially with COVID last year, everybody kind of discovered time ticketing if you weren't already doing it. And it's, it's turned out to be uh, pretty darn successful yeah. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Makes we, it run a lot smoother. Yeah, we well, here's to another smooth season here at Boogerwoods. Love the hearses. Are they uh, done as far as participating in parades for the year? Or are oh, they... yeah, we do about, what, seven or eight parades, seven or eight. Christmas okay. parades, Fourth of July parade. People love it. Got, got <laughs> to, man. Love the Boogerwoods hearses out here. Once again, folks, boogerwoods.org for everything you need to know about this. If you are traveling up and down 85 and you'd like to come check out a, let's just say, a rather unique guided haunted attraction, you got to come out here and check this place out. Once again, folks, Drew Badger here. We are live on the road at Booger Woods opening night in Rockwell, North Carolina. My name is Drew Badger. We're out. All right. Thank you, sir. Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference Fright Find will make in your haunt listing. Hi folks, Drew Badger here, and I just want to take a moment to say thank you to all of our listeners out there. We hope you've had a great Halloween season. I know it's coming to a close, but there's still a couple of weeks left. Get out there, enjoy those haunted attractions, go do the spooky movies, go do the other things that make this time of year so wonderful, so magical. And of course, thank you again for making the Big Scary Show what it is. We couldn't do this without you folks, and we appreciate the notes you send us, we appreciate your listening, we appreciate you entering the giveaway, so once again, thank you. And from the bottom of my heart, cold and black though it may be, I want to wish each and every one of our listeners a very happy, spooky, and safe Halloween. Now get out there and get scared. I'll keep my jack-o'-lantern light on for everyone tonight. Alice Cooper, keeping Halloween alive on The Big Scary Show. Sun, the
Broadcasting to you from the darkest reaches of the earth. This is a hot minute. And now, with this week's commentary, Storm. Alright, the time has come. The year has finished up for all our haunting. This is it. This is Halloween week. Everything that we've done and sweated and worked for, we have made it there. And you have to think to yourself, you know, is it worth it all? What do we do all this work for? Well, we do all this work because we need to do it against the party poopers. Yes, there are always Halloween party poopers. There are people for as much as we love the holiday, love doing this, there's someone who doesn't and, and wants to ruin it for everybody else. You know, if you don't want to celebrate Halloween, don't want to do it, that's great. But don't go and ruin it for everybody else. But there are people that do. Let's take a couple in New Jersey. Great. They they decorate their house for Halloween. They're renting. Uh, they decorate it just like they did last year. This is going to be an exciting year, Halloween. They're getting ready to have their first kid. It's going to be lots of fun. And their realty company served them with an eviction notice. That's right. They wanted to evict this poor couple because their Halloween display. And it wasn't something over-the-top, gaudy, bloody, disgusting, you know, disturbing the neighborhood. No, it is a big spider web. It's spider and, and, you know, just a neat little theme for this little house with not even a great big yard or anything. But, you know, for some reason, this realty company decided to try and evict these nice couple, this is, this is Halloween enthusiasts like us, just because of that, saying, oh, this is my favorite part, um, it could cause a tripping hazard, the giant spider rope spider web that they have, it could cause a tripping hazard for trick-or-treaters. What? That doesn't make sense at all. And uh, they also complained, oh, it's in the way of yard maintenance and stuff. Well, she was maintaining their yard in October with Halloween stuff. And even then, no, you work around it. That's what weed whackers are for. So um, the cool part is is the couple had reached out to like a local news station and got some great support from them and got the pressure on the realty place who, when asked by the news if they were actually going to evict these people, were told, oh, no, 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 we're not going to evict them. Yay! Another victory for Halloween. Sorry, party poopers. Um, place where the party poopers are winning might be East Lansing, Michigan. Yay! Elementary school district. What have you done? Uh, you've canceled Halloween and... You've canceled Valentine's Day? That's right. A couple people wrote in complaints. It's not inclusive enough. And, oh, no, we, we don't want Halloween, so nobody gets it. That, that's no fun. And if you look up the history, that's how Mischief Night started. Yes, that's the whole trick part of Trick or Treat is because you were telling these people they can't do stuff. So they did stuff that they really can't do. So just remember, all that hard work, everything you're doing this week, the challenges you're meeting, you're doing it. And you're making it against the party poopers so people can enjoy and have fun this Halloween. And they are doing it. All the papers are out there. It's amazing the number of articles on the internet and everything saying what to do this Halloween, where to go, and how to go for it. You're featured this year. It's awesome. So until next time, keep every minute scary. Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com. Tune in next episode for another hot minute. And in the meantime, share your opinions on the Big Scary Show Facebook page and on Twitter at Big Scary Storm.
And ladies and gentlemen, of course, that music once again signifies the start of yet another round table of terror here on the Big Scary Show. And I know it's a week or so away, but happy, happy Halloween, everybody. We hope your October has been fantastic. We hope you have had the chance to go out and check out some scary movies, some haunted attractions. We hope your costumes are in order if you haven't finished them up, those those Halloween parties are coming up soon, and we can't forget the trick-or-treating. Hope your kids, if you've got them, are all excited. Well, we're always excited for our Halloween show. It's always something just a little bit special and a little bit so geared towards the time of the year and the season and everything. You know, sometimes we go off and do goofy stuff and game shows and to have a lot of fun and stuff, but we really like talking about special stuff during this show. And... We did this topic a number of years ago, but we kind of wanted to expand it a little bit. We are talking about fear. You know, this is the time of year for spooky things to happen. You know, the leaves are falling. Everything is dying, especially the damn bugs out there. Thank goodness. You know, scary movies are abounding. Haunted houses are in full swing and having a good old time. Yard displays are everywhere. All meant to instill fear. Why do we like to be scared, and why, as a haunted house industry, do we spend $9 billion, with a B, dollars every year for the privilege of being scared? And how does it apply towards haunted houses? You know, they make a large amount of money this time of year or as part of the industry. You know, I don't know too many people that make their living in haunted houses, but it's always a nice supplemental source of income for some people and, of course, haunted house actors hone their crafts year-round for this glorious time of the year. But how does fear play into haunted house acting? It's, uh, it's a simple yet complicated topic, and we just happen to find somebody who happens to know a little bit about both of them. He writes a blog that describes haunted house acting in a lot of cases. He trains actors, works with actors, gives you great advice and everything. But his latest one that came out in late September discusses the science of fear. I know that myself, I've taught the science behind fear in some of my actor training workshops. I don't know if Jim has. I assume he has. Maybe Storm has it at his haunt when he was working there. But our special guest for this show is Ken Leary. Ken writes a blog called scareactor.blogspot.com where he talks a lot about haunted house acting and fear and all sorts of stuff. Ken is down in the Orlando, Florida area. Ken, are you with us? Yes, I am. It is great to have you here, sir. I, I love your blog. I've read you know several of the articles that you've had on it and uh, just could not be happier that you were able to take the time to come here tonight. Well, I'm really appreciate you guys having me on. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Also want to introduce our hosts for our Halloween show. First of all, up in Warwick, Rhode Island, which is no doubt still in full fall foliage, hopefully, we have Storm. Oh, yes. It's been going for a couple of weeks now, right from the beginning of October. And, you know, everybody's ramped up here. I've been, you know, seeing the giant 12-foot skeletons pop up. So jack-o'-lanterns abound and lots of fun in New England Halloween. Excellent. Hope you've had a chance to get out and see some of the displays and some of the haunts out there, but we can talk about that a little later. Down in Cincinnati, also where there is a large contingent of haunted attractions and things, we have Meat Hook Jim. Uh, you know, the fall foliage is just now starting to turn here, 
but uh, I plan on getting out there in the next few weeks and visiting some haunts and seeing what's going on because I'm excited this year because I'm not acting. (laughs) My name is Drew Badger down in Charlotte. We've had a glorious October so far. The temperatures have finally started to drop to tolerable levels. And we've been able to get out to a couple of haunts, and it's just been wonderful. But let's talk to Ken Leary about haunted house acting. You do work at a haunted house. You work in a petrified forest down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken, well, let's just ask you, how is a petrified forest? And uh, tell us a little bit about it. Go ahead and give yourself a little plug there. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, we're in Altamont Springs. Uh, we're north of Orlando. Um, uh, it's an outside haunt, uh, which is interesting in Florida, but it usually works for us. Cause that's when, you know, we start to go from our four, our four seasons are summer, December, January, and February. Those are our seasons, but, but the second half of October starts cooling off. And, uh, so we were right in the, in a good spot weather wise. Um, and we get a bunch of people come out every year. Um, it's a good local haunt. Uh, I think we're getting better and better every year. Um, and we're certainly trying to, um, but, uh, yeah, it's great. They actually started out as just a backyard haunt, uh, about 14 years ago and, uh, it got so big that they said, we need to actually find a place. And they did. And, and that's why they moved into Altamont and we've been there for, I think a little over 11 years now. And it's just getting bigger and bigger every year. We've got three mm-hmm. full outdoor trails. And they're all pretty good size. I'd say it takes about 15 minutes to go through each, depending on how fast you're running. <laughs> so people don't really walk through these trails. They tend to run. Uh, we okay, try to get them to walk. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. You know, we've got various speeds. We've got some that will uh, go through and really enjoy the sets. Um, because honestly, our set builders are pretty amazing. Um, which is, I know you don't often hear scare actors complimenting the build team as much as they deserve. But makeup and everything wardrobe of really on point this year. So, so people are actually slowing down until they get real scared and then they'll run and then slow down a little bit again. <laughs> so depends on how it's going for them. But yeah, we have groups run into other groups sometimes. Nice. Yeah. Well, again, you know, salute to all you set designers and all you makeup artists out there that do work mm-hmm. to, shall we say, instill fear into the customers. Mm-hmm. And speaking of fear, the, the last blog post that you put out, I believe was September 22nd or 7th, talks a lot about fear and how it relates to haunt acting. You know, um, you've, you've obviously researched this a little bit, but, you know, like I, like I mentioned a minute ago, we're a $9 billion a year industry, and it's based all on the premise of we want to scare you. And there are mm-hmm. enough people in this world that want to pay us insane amounts of money to go to movies, to buy costumes, to go to haunted attractions for the privilege of being scared. What's wrong with us? Why is that in our (laughs) brain that we want that to happen? Yeah, honestly, it's, it's really interesting that, you know, there's so many reasons that people want to typically something like a, a haunt for them. It's a safe scare. You know, they're getting that adrenaline rush. They're getting that thrill, but they know they're not really going to die. When they're on the trail, hopefully they're thinking they might. You know, that's the that's kind of the trick to it as, as a haunter, as a haunt. You want people to uh, suspend their disbelief while they're there and and start thinking, okay, yeah, I could be in danger. And if you 
if you set up the rooms and the sets correctly, you can really build on that. It, you know, it's not a new formula that I've just come up with. It's something that's been working for years. Um, even, you know, horror movies themselves, the directors figured that out a long time ago that, you know, you just can't have constant, you know, in the haunt, it would be like jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. People realize after a while, your brain isn't fooled anymore. They know that they're not in, in actual danger. But if you build that suspense, if you, you know, do it like a roller coaster, just like the horror movies do, you know, it's like you're going to spend 10 minutes watching this guy walk around the dark house searching for that noise or finding that the windows open and God forbid he turns on a light switch. They never do, but you know, they're going to walk through there and it's building that tension by the time whatever's going to jump at him does, you know, you've pretty much got your hands covered in your eyes. Well, I do, or your popcorn in front of your face if you're in the theater. So you don't see what's coming at him because it's built up that tension so much, you know, that there's ways that you can use that, that fear to your advantage. And it's all in how the brain works because, um, I don't know how sciencey I want to get here. <laughs> get as sciencey as you need, because okay. you know, hey, trust me, some of us need science these days. Right, <laughs> very true. Um, but yeah, basically, the amygdala, the part of your brain that says, "Okay, you know, I'm going to pull a fire alarm here. I think there's danger coming." You know, that that's like a learned instinct that your brain is saying, "Okay, there's could be a threat." Um, but that's that's the most basic primitive part of your brain um it's you know it was back in the days when saber-toothed tiger could jump on you you know uh now you're going to just get assaulted on facebook or something you know the danger isn't quite the same but your brain still works that way you know we're still thinking neanderthal in our base or in basis basic instincts um so your brain could easily be fooled you can convince it that you're still in danger once the amygdala says okay there's something going on it starts pushing out um, endorphins into your bloodstream, your uh, cortisol, um, adrenaline, you know, your eyes dilate, your heart starts pumping faster, your lungs expand more. Um, and then it starts telling the rest of your brain, hey, there might be something going on. It's like this is all hitting already before your brain, the frontal lobe starts to process. Oh, wait, maybe I'm not really in danger. You know, it doesn't matter. You're, you're already, you know, got that fear response going. So the trick for the haunt is to keep that brain thinking, okay, this might be a threat. If it's the same jump scare and then jump scare and then jump scare, and you're not actually getting hurt, your frontal lobe has got enough time to say, oh, okay, okay, there's no real threat here. But if you, like say, do a jump scare at first, you give that, you know, that fear response. And that's the fight or flight, you know, that's where you're either going to pause, not know what to do or take a swing at, whatever the threat is, which is probably just some poor underpaid scare actor. Um, but then before they can really recover, then the next set or the next scene that you have, you're going to want to have something that's not a scare like that, but building the sense of dread. You know, you could have, you know, a creepy character that's adding to the storyline if you have one, which is always great for a haunt. To have. If a, a house or a trail has that theme or a storyline, you can build that, you know, add something creepy. So then they're still like, okay, they didn't jump at me, but this is really off-putting. And then you can, you know, amp that up a little bit more. And the next one, have somebody that's a little more threatening or scary, but still not that other jump scare. And then by the next set, that's when you hit them again with another startle or jump scare or something aggressive. And you do that as like a cycle. It's like a, it's like a roller coaster ride. 
Is that why a lot of set designers and people who design haunts include things like long black corridors? Because it does mm-hmm. give your brain a little bit of a chance to go, okay, my, my tension mm-hmm. level was at an eight, but now that I've walked down this dark corridor, which is still spooky and there's weird music and some flashing lights, mm-hmm. uh, my tension level's down to like a five. And then all of a sudden, oh no, jump scare, and it's popped back up to eight or nines. And yep. like you said, a roller coaster. Yep. highs and peaks and valleys and all that and and that just seems to be a formula that's worked with haunted houses for you know mm-hmm. decades in fact right and that's exactly why you know it's the same thing with horror movies you know it's like you have the scary scene and then they'll be oh look it's daylight now and people are just talking regular um <laughs> it's like it gives you that second to like calm down and say okay whew, i can breathe now and then boom you hit them again you know and ramp it back up but yes, that building suspense suspense works really well, and it's enough to keep the brain thrown off. Anything in the in the haunt, if it's like a, I guess an anti feng shui, where you know if things are off putting, even if there's nothing going on in that set, it still keeps people on edge. And the more you can build that suspense, and the more that the brain is thinking, okay, I might really be in danger, the better. As long as they're you know suspending disbelief, it's like walking through a movie. And I think that's one of the reasons that haunts are so popular is, you know, everybody's the hero in their own story. So, you know, if this is them going on this epic quest on this great adventure and they're making it through this haunted house and surviving it, you know, it's like, that's the thing you can tell later. It's like, Oh yeah, I did that. You know, I made it through that quest. (laughs) And, uh, And that's actually something during training. I teach the actors. It's like, okay, this is, you know, this great story, you know, these people are Frodo going to throw the ring in the mountain and, uh, and you're, you know, you're the bad guys. We're the villains in that story. You know, we're the, you can't have Batman, you know, without the Joker, you can't have Superman without Lex Luthor and you, you know, can't have the guy that managed to survive our haunt, you know, without our actors. And, you know, <laughs> when I put them in that mindset, you know, that really gets them charged up and they're like, Oh, we get it. We're the baddies. <laughs> So I like the fact that you said it's like walking through a horror movie. When I, when I teach my yes. actors or actors at whatever haunt I'm at, I, I always ask them the difference. What's the difference between a haunted house and a horror movie? And I always say the horror movie, you see what the director wants you to see. You know, you see the beautiful girl getting up and you know, she's heading towards the door and everybody in the theater is going, don't go to the door. Don't open the door. And she opens <laughs> the door and bam, she's dead. We know it's going to happen. It always builds a little bit of tension unless you're truly jaded like some people I know who don't get scared of anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, in, but in a haunted house, you know there may be something there, but it's not always there. And I think that's what kind of keeps us on edge. Sometimes we make that turn and there's nothing there. And sometimes we make that turn and there's a six, five guy with a chainsaw getting ready to rev up and cut you to pieces or whatever. And I, and I think that the fact that scares can come from literally 360 degrees, as opposed to just staring at a big giant movie screen, you know, I think that makes all the difference in the world. And, and people tend to prefer haunted houses just for that experience. You can see Friday, the 13th part, whatever. And it's the exact same movie every time. But you walk through a haunted house two or three times, every single time it's different. It may be the same room, but the actors may, a good actor, will try to scare mm-hmm. people from different spots in there to keep that, right. keep that tension up. Exactly. And, um, yeah, exactly. I give my actors different lines. 
so that the, you know, because we know that we've got people that come through multiple times every year. I want them to get a different experience. And, and also, too, if you've got multiple lines, it stays more fresh when you say it. You know, if you, if you jump yeah. out and say, I'm going to steal your soul every time, but, you know, the hundredth time you said it, you're like, oh, I'm going to steal your soul. You know, it, it loses that effect. Um, but yeah, I want people to have a different experience. I want them to notice, uh, oh, wait, the first time I went through, I noticed the guy in that one set, you know, with the chainsaw, you know, the next time, oh man, that clown in the other room really got me, you know, so you want them to have that different experience. And Absolutely. yeah, and exactly. And it's like, yeah, they're the hero in their story. And, you know, we got to be the bad guys. And, uh, and you know, that way they have something to remember later. Oh yeah. We interviewed David Prowse early on in our, early on in our career here and uh we asked him you know about that and he said he was offered the role of chewbacca but he took darth vader because in his words everyone remembers the bad guy yes and and that that is such a great line and that i I use that you know i keep that with Mm -hmm. me every time i go out and act yes i'm the bad guy and yes everybody remembers me everybody remembers jim's character the dean everybody remembers you know a memorable character at, 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 at haunts like that. And mm-hmm. that's what you want. Oh yeah, absolutely. We, we literally tell our actors every night, be memorable. It's like, if there's no better compliment than when somebody comes out of the haunt and says, Oh, that one guy was so with so-and-so it was great. <laughs> you know, that's the best compliment. And it's like, and I tell them, imagine an entire haunt where everyone's memorable. You know, what are people going to say? You know, that whole trail was amazing. That whole house was amazing. And the, and that's yeah, what I always try to aim people for. Um, but yeah, it's a good point too about remembering the bad guy. One thing I bring up when I'm uh, training the actors and telling about you know talking and what you say, uh, I tell them about Silence of the Lambs. It's like you mentioned that most people won't say Buffalo Bill. You know, they, when you say who's the bad guy, they're like, oh, Hannibal Lecter. That was an hour and fifty-eight minute movie. Hannibal Lecter was in sixteen minutes of it, and he made that much of an effect that people all remember that character. So uh, you know, and I tell them, you know. Do, don't just do jump out and say boo. Don't just jump. Well, I'd, I would hope not. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I'd kill somebody if they said boo, but, <laughs> but I'm like, don't do the common lines. Don't do the fresh meat or the get out or anything like that. Think of something that's different, you know, make it memorable. You know, we want to entertain. We're not entertaining ourselves. We're trying to entertain the guests, you know, Absolutely. so make it something that, you know, that's different, something that will stick with them. Oh, and most of them follow it. Well, <laughs> sure. Let me ask you this, Ken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've experienced this many times in my career as a haunt actor. Um, how do you prepare your actors for the flight or fight syndrome? Oh, <laughs> um, well, we always train everybody to stay in arm's length uh, back. Uh, and I also tell them to not to yell in somebody's ear. You know, you can say it in a normal speaking voice and get the same reaction. But uh but even now, you know, the way things are safety wise, we try and keep them back even a little bit further. But if you're speaking, you can easily say it from several feet back and still get the reaction. Even if you are jumping out or if you're chasing after them, you know, you can do it from a somewhat safe dif- distance. But yeah, I give them instructions too. It's like if somebody's got their you know arms and fists up by their chest, that's not somebody that's probably going to swing at you. That's somebody who's in fear that those arms being tucked in like that is you know, is a fear response. They're protecting their self, themselves. If somebody's got their arms down by their sides and fists, then they're going to, they're going to go Rocky Balboa on somebody, you know, you want to stay back. So I kind of give them, you know, the instruction of yes, stay back. Um, but also, you know, when they come in, 
try to read them as best you can. You've only got a couple seconds, maybe 10 seconds before somebody's walking through your set. So you don't have time to psychoanalyze them, but you know, you can use your instincts to say, okay, this guy, I'm not going to use that line on. I'll stay back a little bit or, you know, I'm going to go at the middle of this group um, because the one in the front looks like he's, you know, a little dangerous, but yeah, you know, either way they should be arm's length. And when I tell them arm's length, I'm like, okay, look, I'm short. <laughs> I'm only five, six, not my arm's length, the arm's length of the big tall dude in front. <laughs> We're not all the same arm's length, but, uh, but yeah, so they usually should stay back far enough. Uh, the reason I ask that question is because in my career, I've been hit multiple times mm-hmm. uh, and I am six foot four. And at the time I was uh, between 270 and 280. And most of the times when I got hit, they just looked at me and went, oh, shit. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's something you've got to consider. I mean, my my wife got hit once and. You know, she's five foot seven and one hundred and forty pounds. And it's like I was ready to kill whoever hit her. But I I had to maintain my my composure during during the scene. Uh, So. You know, it varies from actor to actor. If you've got a smaller actor, I think they're more at danger than a bigger actor is as far as getting hit. Yes. Um, and it depends on, you know, height, too. It's like, you know, for one thing, it's like if I ever have a really tall person come in, I automatically go for the legs. Right. You know, you go you go really low on somebody that's you know, that's tall because that just messes with them if you're like at knee level. Um, but you have to be careful in that situation that you don't actually get kicked. Exactly. You know, so you gotta gotta tell people, okay, stay at their side, don't get directly in front of them, and you know, stay back enough. I made it four years before I got hit. Um, and my second year, I was actually doing a drop panel, and there's sometimes I would drop down that panel, and there would be a fist already coming through it right at me. You know, so I learned pretty fast to <laughs> stay off to the side and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, it's it's something. You're, if you're scare acting, you're going to get hit eventually. Um, there's sometimes, especially if there's a big crowd or there's like a conga line where everybody's backed up, you can't reset. Well, you know, you're going to have to go through it. Um, now, as one of the four of us that are directors, we actually are getting costume every night and go out in our front yard area by the queue lines. And when you're surrounded by people like that, it's significantly more scary, you know, that somebody might be able to come up behind you or something if you're doing a scare, you know, or, or swing at you. You know, then it's just got to be aware of it. Well, you know, it's usually where I've had the most trouble, especially with the <clears throat> younger, cockier kids trying to show off and not knowing <laughs> the stuff. I've I've had times when I've had like a ten or twelve year old jump on my back, and I've had to just walk over oh with gosh. this kid on my back over to the owner, and they'd have to explain to them that no, that's not what we do. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you're saying with some of the anticipation and with the fear and stuff, and especially mm-hmm. characters as a director and, and, and as setting these things up do you like to sometimes cast actors into a a position or a scene which might not match the expectation of the fear you know uh for example i i love the fake props nowadays that you can get a giant wrench that is not the weight of a giant wrench but the right. thing is Who's it scarier in the hands of somebody, you know, the size of meat hook, Jim, six foot four coming out yeah, from the dark, or is it scarier in that little five foot, very petite girl with the strange dress coming at you? Uh, you know, that's a great question. Uh, Cause honestly it could go either way. 
um, depending on the set. Um, a lot of it, we kind of go by gut as whatever's more uncomfortable. If it makes you genuinely uncomfortable, you're doing it right. You know, and there's some times where, yeah, you might want to have this big axe looking thing or the chainsaw have some big you know dude with it. But also there's times where I've seen, you know, women that are, you know, smaller that have a chainsaw that do far more damage, uh, not physically, <laughs> but yeah. emotionally to people. Um, actually, one of the best chainsaw people I know is one of our directors. And she would intentionally be like out in the in the area, like saying, oh, I can't get my chainsaw to work. And then, you know, the guy, you know, of course, the, you know, the college dudes are like, oh, I'll oh, I know how to do that. And the minute they come up to him, she'd crank it up and like go right at their crotch area and say, I don't need anybody to help. And then um, it was like the best scare ever. And um, that is yeah, fantastic. That, that's the best thing just to take somebody out of that element and, and mm-hmm. just, you know, remove you from being thinking, oh, yeah, I'm I'm I'm. I'm all said that I'm going to go help someone with their chainsaw. I mean, it's like you just set yourself <laughs> up. That's phenomenal. <laughs> I know it's literally, it's like if you see a, a break in the fork in the road and one side says safety and the other one says, you know, hooks and chainsaws on this side and they go straight for the hooks and chainsaws. It's like, really guys? Really? You're walking into that. It's well, like, have you say. ever seen a horror movie? <laughs> have exactly. you ever seen a horror movie? It's like, yeah, it just blows my mind. You did say everybody wants to be the hero. So, hey, I'm going to yes. be the hero with the chainsaw girl. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you can play off that quite oh, a bit. Um, even, even in set design, you can have so mm-hmm. much fun with that. You know, it's, we tried doing a choose your own path. And, you know, we had one set where you could go one way or another. And so we had one which not lit at all complete you just fall a rope into the woods and you had a nice wonderful lit path with a little you know beat up fence and stuff and i'd be like a sideshow barker telling them hey you could pick away either way you want to go pick one and um they they would take the lit path which is where we had our chainsaw guy he was not <laughs> in the woods in the dark <laughs> he would be coming out over the fence you know, we actually had a thing here in Orlando years back that I wish was still around called Mystery Funhouse. And they actually had at the end of this maze thing, um, one was the chicken's way out and the other one was, you know, the dark hard way. I forgot what they called it exactly. But I looked at the both and I'm like, I started to go towards the easy one. And I thought to myself, is it really the easy one or are they messing with you? So it's like before I even made that step, I was like questioning it. Turns out they weren't lying. <laughs> Luckily for me, because <laughs> I took the easy way. But but yeah, even sometimes giving them that choice really messes with their head because they're going to start saying, OK, they know I want to take the easy way. Maybe they're going to get me. So I should take the hard way, you know, because that's really the easy way. If you got them second guessing, then, you know, that's even better. That's awesome. Before you I, get the scare, they're I already re- scared. I remember Mystery Fun House. I've been there. Yes. Times. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I, I love that place. I just disappointed when they shut it down. Really was. Yeah, and I think they just like a year ago actually tore down the building and had been there or something else for years, but I wanted to stand out and like, you know, chain myself to the thing so they wouldn't ever <laughs> get down. Because <laughs> I used to love that place. That was so much fun. One of my favorite rooms was the Egyptian room. Yes. Because they always played the Bangles the- Egyptian. Yeah. And it- <laughs> 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 and I'm trying to remember which room it was they had where the floor was like all uneven and you're trying to walk and yeah. Oh yeah, that was great. Oh yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, I'm actually now I'm starting to second guess if I loved doing haunt stuff way back then and didn't realize it. 
I do want to remind you, you are listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on the Big Scary Show. We are talking fear and how it applies to Haunted House and Haunted House acting with our very special guest, Ken Leary from Orlando, Meat Hook Jim, Storm, myself, Drew Badger. We're going to take a very short break to wish you again, happy Halloween, and we will be right back. Mount the stairs. Hold your light steady. Something waits for you in the dark corners of the attic. Jerry Vane immerses you in the corrupted innocence and haunted obsession of the attic. The latest instrumental soundscape from the Haunt Rocker. Download now at jerryvane.com, iTunes, cdbaby.com, Amazon MP3, and your favorite download site to the attic. Horror waits above. And we are back to our Halloween spooktacular roundtable of terror for 2021. Happy Halloween, everybody. It's coming up faster than you think. Not too late to get out there and enjoy some very scary things, which is why we're talking about fear, especially how it relates to haunted houses with our special guest, Ken Leary, Storm, Meat Hook, Jim, myself. And uh, something you had mentioned before the break was, you know, watching people as they go through a haunt. You know, do haunted houses train their actors enough in identifying body language like you said the person that's walking with their hands up by their shoulders they're pretty much terrified as is and are probably good targets versus the person that's walking around calmly that may actually take a swing at you if you scare them or their companion you know do people actually teach enough because I've seen videos on how to identify certain groups of people be based on body language, but but I don't ever see it really taught at haunted houses, and I don't see a lot of actors actually, you know, good ones, yes, but you know, a lot of new actors just don't seem to know how to identify, you know, good targets, who's already scared, who would make a good scare, who's just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, I think. Uh from what I see, especially like in the forums, you know, uh, and haunt groups, you know, people are constantly complaining about, Oh, I got hit this time and I've gotten hit this many times. And it's like, that means you weren't trained enough. Um, I know, you know, my haunt, we make it a point to, to make that a pretty significant thing when we're talking about, you know, in the training about, yeah, you got to stand back. You've got to be at least an arm's length um, and point out, look, you don't have to get right up on somebody to scare them. Um, if you can do it from a couple feet back, uh, there's no reason to be in striking distance. You know, there's still a few that, you know, I don't know that, you know, not everybody picks up everything as well as you would hope, you know, so there are some that just aren't going to be paying attention enough. So I don't automatically go to, Oh, that trains that haunts not training well enough. It could be that they weren't really paying attention well enough because um, we still have some that say, Oh, I got hit in this group. It's like, um, and how close were you? And they'll be like, oh, I, was, I, I walked in the middle of the group and you're at, telling me why you, <laughs> you got hit and you're surprised. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it depends. Yeah. That's that's a part of, you know, picking and training the right actors. You know, you have to know which ones you're going to have to watch a little closer. But, uh, but that's something that just comes over time. too. that's not something you can see right away. Well, I, I guess the only almost surefire group that is basically crack to actors are middle and high school packs of girls because <laughs> you can you can literally look at them and they will all scatter like rabbits and scream in every different direction. 
But other than that, it, it's not necessarily easy to identify who's who's an easy mark and who's not. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and honestly, yeah, you, you can't help but love the reaction of girls like that. But that's, you know, I tell everybody that's low hanging fruit. You know, you can sure enjoy it, but you also got to work on the other ones. You know, and, uh, there are some simple tells that people give um, that you can train pretty quickly. A lot of it, though, is instinct and experience. As you do it more, you're like, oh, OK, this one I know I'll, I'll be able to get. Um, a lot of the time, if, if they see you in your set before you do the scare, if they make eye contact and then look right away, that's your target. You know, that's the one that you're going to get a good scare from. Um, and that's, you know, that's like one of the best tells. Um, but a lot, yeah, a lot of it's instinct. And the, and the, as ex, you're getting more experience, when you do scare the groups, you say, okay, that one was, that was acting this way, jumped like crazy. That one didn't even flinch, you know, and, and you'll start figuring it out as you go. So uh, you can teach like the basics on that, but that's one of those that, you know, experience is really what's going to help you. Well, maybe that leads to another question. Why do, let's just say random number 14 to 21 year old girls like going to haunted attractions so much, knowing that they're all going to be terrified and scared and running (laughs) in many different directions. And they always brag on social media. They made me wet my pants and and all that. (laughs) It's just, you know, you're paying haunts money for them to make you wet your pants. I mean, yeah, you know, that's yeah. I mean, crazy. <laughs> can't say that I'd ever want to brag about wetting my pants, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a lot to do. They, they enjoy the scare. I think just like, uh, you know, most people I'd say a vast majority, you know, they want the safe scare. They want to have that, you know, fear inducing, but know that they're not really going to die. Um, even if they, while they're going through, might be thinking, oh, maybe I am going to die. But it's like, you know, it's the same adrenaline rush you get with the bungee jumping without having to put your life in danger bungee jumping. Um, But little boys, you know, like the preteen or early teen middle school ones, a lot of them are just trying to look tough to their friends. Uh, You know, you could tell when they're coming through that, you know, they're talking tough and, hey, bud, you okay, bud? How you doing, bud? Or whatever stupid stuff they say to you. But you can see that they're actually scared and they're trying to confront it. a lot of people do the uh, trying to talk their way out thing, especially um, if you're working queue lines or out in the front, they're going to try and you know talk their way out of it. It's like uh, Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit when he, he talked to the trolls and all night until they stayed out into the sunlight and turned to stone and he escaped. It's the same thing. They want to talk the actors and if they get you to respond, um, they might be able to talk their way out, um, <laughs> which is easy as an actor to actually stop. Um and there's multiple ways to do that. That's a whole different subject. But, you know, the point is, is that they're going to try and talk their way out. And if you don't, if you let them, don't let them know that that's affecting them or that let them know it's not going to work, then they get more scared. Um, so, you know, it, it just depends on, you know, who, who you're working with, you know, who you're dealing with. A lot of them, when they're coming up talking tough like that, they're trying to look tough in front of their friends. Like, see, I'm not scared either, you know, because they want to fit in. You know, they don't want to be the one in that group that's afraid to go in. Me, personally, I was like, no way I'm going in, guys. Sorry. <laughs> You're all crazy. Have you never seen a I'll horror movie? The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be out here. I'll, I'll keep the car safe while you guys are in there. Don't, um, don't forget those those teenage girls are like, what's your number? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. can I get your number? You're cute. You know, it's like, yeah. that used to drive me crazy. When they asked my number, I just go, five 
<laughs> I wouldn't say a word. I just hold up my hand. Five. <laughs> Five. <laughs> That's not a number. I said. Neither are you. Damn, that's, nice. a, that's a burn. I like that's that. really good. I like that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> actually, my friend Eric, uh, he, he's one of the other directors. He uh, he's I don't know six nine or something ridiculous and like an Adonis. And I, I want to hate him, but I can't because he's such a nice guy. But um, girls all night are constantly saying, "Oh my god, I bet you you're gorgeous under that you know makeup," or like, "Oh, you're so hot." And it's like he's got this messed up, you know, it's you know human flesh as a mask on his face, and they're like, "Oh, you're so hot." And yeah, I don't get that one too much, so I don't have to deal with it <laughs> as much as him. But but he'll he'll just like <laughs> no. I mean, he literally just turn around and look at him and say no, <laughs> and walk away. But uh, yeah, we do occasionally get him. I, I think it's that you know, it's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to kill you now because you said I'm attractive. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Is that, is that it, talking your way out of it? Thing, thing. Yeah, exactly. And and you can't let him do that. Um, and it's it's easy to get around that. You know, you can either you know, like first instinct is just give him a response back, like, uh, yeah, no thanks, not going to work. Um, uh, the other thing you can do that works really well is uh, is ignore whatever they're saying entirely. And then come back with something different. Mm -hmm. um, I had one kid that was trying to, he was one of the, you know, in the group with his, all his teenage friends trying to talk real tough. And, um, and I was actually in a, it was, we did a deadly destinations thing where it was, I was like the traveler. I had a pith helmet, you know, the full safari outfit. And the kid starts talking to me and he's like, Oh bro, are you one of those guys that like massacred all the native people and made them move to reservations? And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, first off, pick up a history book. My God, he thinks I was like a Union soldier when I'm wearing a safari outfit. Right. But, you know, rather than get into that conflict, because even though it would take no effort to, to win in the mental gymnastics with him, I knew it wouldn't be worth my effort. So I just turned around and looked him up and down and said, what is up with that outfit? Was your mom mad at you when she dressed you this morning? And um, and it just like stopped the whole, you know, his whole group just went, oh, and started laughing. And he just looked like, oh, man, I'm going to die. You know, it immediately, immediately you could see it in his face that he couldn't talk his way out. Um, so, you know, just, you know, hitting them with something that it's like, I'm not even listening to you kind of a thing. Um, my friend John, sometimes if somebody was getting in his face. He would just um, go back to him. The kid's like, hey, man, are you doing blah, blah, blah? And he'd go, and he'd just look at the kid and go, blah, blah, blah. And the kid would say, what? And he'd go, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Whenever the kid tried to talk, he would just say, blah, 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 while the kid was trying to talk. And the kid wouldn't say anything. He did like four times <laughs> before he finally gave up. Uh, but it's like refusing to interact, you know, just telling him, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, and that automatically puts them back in the mode of, okay, I can't talk my way out. Now I'm in trouble. And, and that goes right back to the fear thing because, you know, they're going to look for any way to get out of that. Um, and if you give them no outs, then they realize, yeah, okay, I'm in trouble. Brain goes back into fear mode. And, uh, and there you go. But by the same token, if you can't be scary, be entertaining because I'll guarantee yes. you if, if you have a haunt that does the little surveys at the end of the, of the uh, haunt there and they're like, well, what was your favorite part? And somebody says it was the blah, blah, blah guy. Yeah, you know, not necessarily scary, but yes, mm -hmm. it sticks out. It it lowered that tension so that the next you know corner that those people went around, hopefully a pop scare guy would completely make them you know shake their leg and something fall out or 
You right. Know, they all fall over themselves trying to escape. You know, I, I love the entertainment aspect of it for reducing that tension in a haunt. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, uh, a, I think somebody else was going to say something there. I didn't want to interrupt. No, no. Finish. Finish your thought. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that's uh, that's one thing we always say is you know be entertaining and. I mean, for us, you know, we're at a petrified forest. We're out in the woods. We're a trail. And it's like, we need to be entertaining. If not, we're just a bunch of weirdos in the woods. You know, you got to actually be doing something. And um, I love getting a scare. And then if I can get them to laugh afterwards, you know, do both. That's great. Um, because it doesn't just have to be about terror. You know, we want them to have fun. And I think most haunts should. Yeah, you want to scare the heck out of them. That's the fun they want. Um but yeah, you can also make them laugh or, or, you know, make them think about something, you know, somebody's like, you say something and they're like questioning it, like, wait, what? You know, that's, that's good too. Yeah. Whatever, whatever gets that reaction. What I was going to say is uh, I've got multiple sets of contact lenses that I, that I wear. Uh, and I invariably, you know, that would have most of the girls, Oh, your eyes are beautiful. I love your eyes. And my general response was, Thanks. I st- I ripped him out of your boyfriend's head. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't know how you do contacts, to be honest. I had to wear them once uh, we were filming a commercial um, and I had to put contacts in for my character and I just can't do it. I, I can't touch my own eyeball. <laughs> it freaks me out. I've been regular contacts for years, so it's easy. Yeah, I can't do. I actually walked past the owners after we were done filming, and I'm like, okay, I'm going into the makeup trailer now. If you hear a woman screaming, it's me touching my own eyeballs. (laughs) Those and then scleras are the biggest nightmare. You know, also going to those fears and customers. Over the years, have you come across something that a customer's been afraid of, which has completely surprised you? Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, sometimes you, you think the stuff that's really going to get them doesn't. Uh, and then sometimes a scare that you might think is more of like a, almost like a distraction thing scares them. Um, I had one of our security guys that was going to help a, a woman because they couldn't make it through the trail. Um, so we, we have a road in the middle of the trails called Chicken Road, which is where we'll help people get out if they can't make it. You know, and we'll walk them out front and in the, once you're off the trail and in that chicken road, nobody is allowed to scare anyone. It is extremely forbidden, you know, because we'll also have, you know, VIP tours that go through there that yeah, we promise them. Family. Yeah, we get when we give them our word. If you're back there, you won't get scared. Um, and we had one woman that she came out and she saw the security guy. No makeup, just a regular security dude, regular face. And she freaked out because he was a big guy. And it's like, no, no, he's a security guy. And, and she and she finally got out and she's like, your makeup's scary. He's like, I'm not wearing makeup. This is my face. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, and he was a not, and not a bad looking guy even, but she was just so freaked out by the intimidating. She was already scared. Her brain was, you know, and you know, in overload at the moment. So but yeah, so that one surprised me. But yeah, some things uh, do get good scares where I don't think it's gonna be the best scare. Um but yeah, not too much. Not too much, really, like unusual stuff. I would say. Um, you know, the, the weirdest one that got me, which I, I still can't get over, are people are afraid of birds, and I, I had no clue that people could be afraid of a bird. Now, granted, that my character was a six foot scarecrow, and I had a big crow head, 
But just the <laughs> fact that, that that wasn't exactly what scared people. They're admitting, I'm afraid of birds. Oh, God, no. I'm like, what? what are you doing here? If you're afraid of birds, do you know what we have out there? <laughs> yeah, I think regular birds, yeah, I don't quite get that. But, uh, but yeah, we've had bird characters before that yeah, freak people out. We've got this one, uh, one this year where... Uh, yeah, he'll just walk around. It's like kind of like a bird face mask. It's almost like a uh, like one of the old uh, plague you know, like during the, the 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 first plague, not the one we're, we're talking about now. But um, <laughs> you know, it's like the long cone type thing, and uh, it's just one like that. And um, and he goes around and just like flaps his arms like their wings and stuff, and acts weird, and it freaks people out. And it's, you know, I don't get that. I mean, I guess if it was a bird was big enough to carry me off, I might be a little bit worried, but. It'd have to be pretty big. <laughs> do you get a chance to go to any of the conventions, the Trans World Trade Show or Midwest, or or do you get a chance to go out and see some of the haunts in maybe the southeast or so, like Netherworld in Atlanta, or get a chance to go out to some of those places and see what, quote-unquote, other people are doing? And do you delve um, off, get ideas off them if you do? I would love to go to Netherworld. Um, I have not yet. Um I did. I do get to go to some conventions. You know, we have like Spooky here in Orlando, um, and I've gone out to HauntCon, uh, and they're moving. They were in New Orleans. Uh, I don't get to go out to them as much as I would like to. I've actually been working on trying to change that. Um, yeah, because you can learn quite a lot. You know, I love it. I mean, for me, uh, yeah, I mean, there's classes I would absolutely love to go to and learn and stuff, but I just want to get to know more people in the industry and you know, just sit down and, you know, talk about stuff and, sure. you know, you know, rubbing the elbows more, you know, because, you know, that's really cool. It, it, the haunt community is amazing. And I, I don't think most people realize it, especially from the outside. They'd be like, wait, you guys are like normal people, you know, well, and I don't know that we want them to know that, <laughs> but it's like, no, it's like, you know, I always say many haunts, one family, you know, it's, uh, I, I love the other haunts we've got around. I'm trying to make it a point, at least in the Orlando area. I can't travel too much because I've got a more than full-time job outside of haunting. So that makes it a little tricky to get around, but I'll visit the other haunts in town. And, uh, you know, I love supporting the other ones. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's great. I was going to say with your blog and everything, you would be a great instructor at, at some of mm -hmm. these because, you know, you, you cannot have too much actor training in it. And especially talking about like, the science behind why scares work and why scares don't work, mm. I think is just fascinating. And I think, you know, there would be some very, very good amount of interest for something like that. So maybe something to ponder as uh, yeah. it goes down the road, you know, Midwest would, would eat that stuff up. And, and mm. I don't know if a place like spooky empire or one of the more horror con type things would right. care for a class like that, but definitely the haunters conventions would yeah. absolutely be. Yeah, I would I would love to do that. And I know, you know, people have talked about coming out to their haunts before and all. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, that would probably be my next step. I mean, I was, you know, I thought about, you know, when I wanted to start doing it, and I'm like, should I do YouTube or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I started thinking, well, I'm like, I've got a face for radio. And then I thought about that. And I'm like, yeah, but I've got a voice for writing. So <laughs> that's why I ended up starting with talking. Um, but I enjoy yeah, I enjoy teaching. Um, I did do classes at, uh, at HauntCon, uh, when I was there and I've seen that other ones are asking, you know, I'd love to see Midwest or uh, Transworld, some of those. Um, 
so yeah, I think that might be my next steps is going that way. As long as people keep reading my blog, then uh, yeah, I'm new. I'm doing something right. Very nice. Any other questions from the hosts? Yeah, uh, especially this time of year, you know, our especially managers who are listening. Um, you get to a point where you have your actors working for you, and some nights you think none of them understand the science of fear. Uh, <laughs> recruiting is always a big thing. Do you have like a litmus test or something you look for when you're auditioning actors to try and you know weed out the ones you think would and wouldn't get that um, you know that aspect and that science of fear that works so well? Uh, yeah, honestly, a lot of it's uh, going by gut. Uh, as to how they react. Um, a lot of the times, you know, we'll have people come in and they'll come in in full like makeup and costume and everything and try and be a specific character. And it's like, that's good. I love the enthusiasm, but I'd like to see if you could do something else because, you know, when we have people come in, they're not going to come in in their own clown costume. We've got our wardrobe team that does an amazing job in makeup and we've already got a story figured out for each one of our trails. So we want them to be able to do that. Um, so what we'll do is we'll give them certain tests, like we'll give them a line uh, and have them say it three different ways. Um, and I don't care if they've got a great scare acting voice. I want to see if they can think of, you know, we'll say, okay, we'll give you a minute and we'll make it a simple line. Like uh, you smell different when you're awake or uh, uh, let's sew ourselves together so we can hug forever. You know, something weird like that. And um, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one. Oh yeah. I like, I like that one. <laughs> we use that a lot. Um, and what you do is, you know, just have them say it three different ways and see what voices they can come up with. Um, just to see, you know, creatively where they can go with it. I have some people that'll say it almost the exact same way. And that doesn't mean that they're out. You know, it just means that that's not the strength for them. So then we'll have them walk around and we'll do like a string test, like say, okay, pretend you're getting pulled around by a string and that string is attached to your left wrist. And we'll have them walk around and see how they walk. Um, you know, like they're getting dragged by that. We'll have some people like fall on the ground and, you know, and like act like they're literally getting physically dragged. And, you know, some people just uh, walk like a zombie or something like that. But them coming up with those ideas and trying different things is a good indicator for us that it's somebody that can be directed and taught. Um, if somebody's just not getting it and they just like walk around normal, like they're getting pulled, it's like, okay, this isn't somebody that's willing to get a little weird. Um, you know, so yeah, it's hard. You know, there's no really good solid litmus test. We just do multiple ones and, and you can tell usually from that. Okay. Yeah. This one's good. Um, yeah. This one gets it. We have some that, you know, come in with like no experience at all and just blow us away by doing something we hadn't seen or didn't expect or, you know, some amazing voice when they're doing the lines. Uh, it, it never fails. Those those ones who are just there because they came with a friend or are the ride of somebody mm-hmm. end up being some of the best actors you could ever find. Well, I, I would like to agree with that, but it might be a little self-serving because I was literally somebody that drove my daughter to an audition and um, <laughs> and said, hey, while I'm here, I guess I will too. <laughs> I'm literally one of those rides. Um, and she ended up not getting the job and I did. But, uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, Oh, that hurts. It, well, it wouldn't have been right for her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but she ended up like doing front of house stuff. So, and she mm-hmm. loved it. So, so it wasn't all a loss, but you know, the point was, is that, uh, yeah, I would, didn't go there intending to do it. And I saw the place and I'm like, this place is kind of awesome. I think I might actually, you know, try out myself. 
you know, that's a, that's always the neatest part about haunts too. There are so many other roles that people can go into. You know, if it, right. you're big and scary, but you don't have that acting thing, like the actor you're talking about earlier. Ooh, I'm Frankenstein. All right, you might be right. great for security, and you know, even an actor who's just on that borderline. Oh, great, you're the house rules person. You you group them up into groups. You tell them not to touch the actors and and send them on their way. And you, you find that role, and those people love it too, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, and I've had some that I'm like, okay, this person's going to be, you know, we'll have them as a creepy thing, you know, or or someone like a stalking type character, and because um, they're so timid and quiet, and then it's like all of a sudden they like open up and you hear them say some lines, and they just blow you away. And uh, yeah, even my son, when I had him, I made him come and audition just like everybody else, um, and you know, he's a big, much bigger than me, you know, intimidating type of figure, and. Um, I'm like, yeah, he'll be good for, you know, you know, stalking, you know, slumbering over people and stuff. And then this one guy was coming through and I'm so happy. I actually witnessed it. The guy, you know, came into a set and was just being like a jerk. And my son just looked at me. He's like, is your name Chad? You look like a Chad. Mm-hmm. It's like his whole group started laughing. I'm like, my son's a talker. <laughs> I was like high-fiving my friends. My son's a talker. He's a talker. He can do this. <laughs> I'm so excited. And yeah, because sometimes you don't know. I mean, you can usually pick out somebody's best skill set pretty quickly, but you never know. You never know what they're going to turn into. Do you find it easy to teach fear, how to teach someone to be scary? Or, or does it really, you kind of have to have something inside you that will, you know, that will click when you start teaching, you know, certain methods and things? Um, I think that you can get the concept uh, across pretty easily. You know, you can explain, you know, these people are walking through a movie. um, We're the villains. You know, we're trying to make it. uh, uh, Trying to think of the right way to put that. We're trying to make it scary for the guests, you know, and they understand that right away. If you say, you know, this is going to be just like a scary movie, but in life, you know, in real life. Um, some of your sets are going to be the slower, you know, more intimidating ones. Some of them are going to be the jump scares. They get that concept, but there are some times where you still have to like follow up with that later though. Um, Oh yeah. Because you know, they'll understand the concept of the fear, but how to actually enact it uh, is a little more tricky. You know, some people, um, you know, we'll, we'll give them some lines or suggestions for lines uh, and then they'll come up with some of them uh, themselves and, uh, and I usually tell them when you're doing it, if it makes you really uncomfortable, it's a good line. Mm-hmm. You know, if it makes you feel weird that you're doing it right. Um, you know, so they might, you know, jump out and say, I'm going to steal your soul or something like that. And I'm like, okay, that's good. But, you know, this is your character. Uh, you know, if you can't just come up with a backstory of, well, I was young and I killed things. And then I got older and I killed things. You know, that's not a backstory. You know, if your mom locked you in the closet like Harry Potter for times at end and your, your father would beat you and, you know, never talk to you, then that's more tragic. That, that leads to uh, finding a way to, you know, pull at the emotional heartstrings. If you, if you jump out instead of saying, I'm going to eat your liver, if you jump out and say, am I not good enough for you? Don't you love me? You know, something like that. It, it like yanks at the heartstrings a little bit and it's, you know, it's a little bit more comfortable, uncomfortable for the guest. And they're like, Oh wow, you need therapy. <laughs> You're not just scary. My goodness. Um, yeah. And, and you know, if you jump out and say, I'm going to eat your liver, it's like, well, that's oddly specific, but not quite scary. You know, it, you know, if you give them something, 
you know, that makes them think more, then, you know, that's, that's better way of getting at the fear of it. And never fails. You're going to say, I'm going to eat your liver and somebody will look at you dead in the eye, lift up their shirt and say, here it is. Oh, Go no. ahead. <laughs> yes. Cut it across the grain. It'll come out quicker. You know, right. You, you have to, you, you have to give them that escape, you know, right. because right. otherwise some, someone's going to dare you to do it. And obviously you can't do it. Legally. Yes. And that's <laughs> one of my biggest things. That's one of my biggest things when I start in training is uh, the things you never say, if you're going to talk, you got to make sure you do it right. Uh, and number one on that list is uh, don't make promises you can't keep. Uh, if you go in and you say, uh, I'm going to kill you, you know, they're probably going to say, look, man, it's 2021. Go ahead. You're probably doing me a favor. You know, <laughs> um, you know, you're not going to really give them a threat, you know, but you can easily come in and say, I wish I could kill you. Oh my God, I want to kill you. You know, it's, that's more just, you know, uncomfortable and it's not making a promise you can't keep. Um, cause I've seen a lot of people, especially early on, you know, if, when you're first starting, you know, you don't think about it. You know, yeah, I had a guy that kept saying, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And I'm like, it's better than get out, but somebody's going to answer you. What are you going to say? And sure enough, somebody came through a couple groups later. He's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, I'm trying to go through this trail. What are you doing? And, then, and he's like, oh, I'm like, well, there you go. He asked a question. And there's your tension level going down to one or zero. Exactly. And it's, and it's not just that person. It's that whole group is now out of it. You know, they've, they've stopped suspending their disbelief and, you know, they're back in the real world. And they're going to have to, you're going to have to fight the next three or four scenes in order to get them back up into being scared again. Right. Yeah. And that's one thing it's, yeah. And it's like, you can get the whole concept across to them pretty easily of, Hey, look, we're the bad guys. You know, this is, uh, this is, you know, a movie for them. They're the hero of their own story. They'll get all that, but you've got to keep them in that mindset, especially, if you have to um, improvise, you know, if somebody's saying something, if you're not going to just ignore it and come back with something different, um, you got to stay in that character mindset. I mean, there's actually just the other night, somebody was saying, Oh my God, how long did it take all to put all that makeup on? And I just looked at him like, what makeup? And they're like, well, you know, when you get here, I'm like, I don't work here. <laughs> I just showed up to scare people. And, you know, it's like, you can't, you can't answer them back as you, you know, you got to think, okay, what would my character say if somebody asked me that, you know, and uh, that takes a little bit more work. Sure. Some people get it fast. They do, but you know, some, it takes a little bit more time. Yeah. I had one actor that jumped out and was screaming fresh meat, which is like one of the things that just makes my hair stand on end when I hear it. And she's a ghost character. You know, it, it's it's a ghost trail on the, at that particular set. And I'm like, you're a ghost. Why would you even want fresh meat? And it's like, I could see the light go on in her eyes. She's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah, say something else. Like, say, can you hear, you know, the winds talking to you or something, you know, weird. And, and she's like, okay, I get it. You know, it's like, but I had to go that extra step and say, yeah, you really need to, you know, think fresh as that protoplasm. character. Fresh protoplasm. <laughs> Or something. Right. I do like uh, coming up uh, in the front, though. And uh, it's like if I ever see a, a redhead person, I'll come up and say, I'm here for your souls. And then look at the redhead and say, Oh, you're a ginger. I'm so sorry. This is awkward. <laughs> Just turn and walk away. <laughs> Any other questions from the hosts? I'm looking at the clock and, you know, kind of starting to run down a little bit here. So, uh, <laughs> anything else? No questions for me. 
No, I think we're good. And, you know, I think we've, we've covered a lot of fear aspects and we don't want this to run past Halloween. No. <laughs> <laughs> no we'll, we'll have a post-Halloween, of course, in two weeks. But uh, in the meantime, um, since there are no more questions, Ken, we want to thank you for being on the mm-hmm. show here. It's been an absolute delight to talk fear. And, of course, since all three of us have been, actors at haunted attractions it's always fun to talk shop with with someone else but um i assume that you will continue to put out blogs do you do that year round do you have a certain schedule that they go on where you talk about haunted house acting and other things um it is year round uh i'm not going to claim that it's consistent because i'm not good at lying um but yes, I do keep it. Uh, if people ever come to me with something, you know, I'll be happy to start looking into that and writing on that in particular. But mostly I'm just trying to cover um, early stuff, you know, for for newer people to scare acting and then a little bit more intermediate. And I'm going to try and go, you know, a little bit more advanced with it eventually. You know, most of it I call scare acting 101 because I want new people in the industry, you know, to learn. If you can learn from somebody else's mistakes, it's better than making the mistake yourself. Um, so yeah, I would definitely like to keep pushing on that and I definitely want to keep writing it. You know, it's, it's not a consistent, but I'm trying to do at least once every, you know, couple of two weeks or a month and, uh, and keep it going at least at that rate. Very nice. And for people who want more information, how could they read up on this? Where can they find a copy of said blog? Um, well, you can do a search. Um, I actually have it, uh, listed as the, uh, uh, practical and theatrical scare actor. So you can do a search for that on uh, Yahoo or it's a uh, scare actor at uh, uh, blogger.com or blogspot. Sorry. So scareactor.blogspot.com. Yes, exactly. Okay. Excellent. And uh, for people, you know, still a couple of weeks left in the season, if they want to uh, come down to Florida, maybe they want to go see some of the big theme parks and, and mm-hmm. then want to give their shot at trying some of these uh, smaller yet very terrifying haunts. Where can they get more information about a petrified forest? Um, you can go to apetrifiedforest.com. Uh, make sure you put the A in there so you don't get the one in Arizona that's a bunch of frozen, uh, rock trees. Um, <laughs> it's in Altamont Springs, Florida. Um, and I can actually get you the number real quick if you want. But I was just going to the website, and that'll give it, you all the times. And I don't have when's the, the last. When's the last day of the season? Is it going to be the thirtieth, or are you going to go into November? Uh, we are going to end at the thirtieth. This is one of the few times that we're actually not going to be open on Halloween. Um, but uh, but it will be through the whole month. Uh, it's for the last two weeks. It is going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Those last two weeks. Um, the Wednesdays are our uh, total eclipse nights. Uh, those are nights where we have all the lights off and each group gets a glow stick to go through the trail. And uh, some actors are allowed to grab that glow stick. So if you run out, um, you're done. You have no more light for the rest of the trail. You're walking in the dark if they get them. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. People love that. They'll actually wait specifically until those nights to come out. Nice. So check out apetrifiedforest.com in Altamont Springs. Uh, Ken Leary, it is, again, a very wonderful conversation with you. We want to wish you and your family a very happy Halloween since you're not open this year. Quick question, what are you going to do for Halloween now? My goodness, I can actually stand outside and give out candy to kids. (laughs) 
it's been many years since I've done that. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's going to be quite a fun. We, we usually do up the yard a little bit, but uh, yeah, most of my haunting is at the forest, not at the house. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be nice. I'd definitely like to get out and hopefully, you know, see some kids in the neighborhood. And just as an FYI, Netherworld usually open the first weekend in November. Ooh. Just saying. Just I would, saying. I would love to go up there for that. I'm, I'm also down that's, for a trip, but I will need a vacation <laughs> after the season's <laughs> over. Very nice. <laughs> Ken Leary is the author of scareactor.blogspot.com. He talks about actor training, fear, and many, many other things with the hunt industry throughout the year. We want to thank him for being a special guest on our Halloween Spooktacular. And, of course, we also want to thank our very special hosts, including Storm. Always educational, always fun. And Ken, I cannot thank you enough for explaining Eclipse Night. That way, Meat Hook Jim isn't running down there on a Wednesday this season thinking he's going to see Bonnie Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we were all concerned about that. Speaking <laughs> of, we want to thank Meat Hook Jim. Let me clarify. It's Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I as soon as I said. said it, I knew that I threw in too many more syllables and my brain's not working. And, and the funny <laughs> thing is, Storm is, it's one of my favorite songs. Of course. Of course. I, I know these things. See, the, 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 the whole science of fear. <laughs> My name, is, my name is Drew Badger, and I want to give a shout out to Sylvia Vile, our special correspondent there, who is working at a petrified forest this year. Make sure you get a chance to stop by and say hello, and uh, don't ride the bus or shuttle, or you might might regret it. <laughs> this, and again, folks, once again, you know, this is our last show before Halloween, so we just want to wish each and every one of you out there a very happy, safe, and spooky Halloween, and Better get those costumes ready, because I believe it's next week. You're listening to the Round Table of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. Greetings, listeners, and welcome. Watch out. Don't trip over that torso. It's time for Between the Corpses. Greetings, listeners, on this Halloween edition of Between the Corpses. I am going to continue my talk about scary beers. Next on my list is Deathly Pale Ale from Reaper Ale in Lake Elsinore, California. Reap the rewards of the Reaper this Halloween. 
as the darkness sneaks into the neighborhood and the jacks begin to go a lantern, you just might catch a shadow flicker across a grinning fired face. You might catch a brief flash of a sickled shape carried high as the moon slips a cloud and sends her pale light. You might reach down and take another swig of the spear in hopes the reaper will recognize his own. Pale as death himself with a citrus bite, floral overtones, pretty as a daisy on a grave, and a nice dry hop finish you might wonder why the reaper doesn't come around more often. It is an American pale ale with an ABV of 6.2% and the IBUs are at 45. What makes it special? You gotta give them credit for the name. The Halloween pairing suggested is hot tamales. The suggested glass is a mug or a pint and it is available year-round. Next up is Dark Hollow from Blue Mountain Brewing Company in Afton, Virginia. You can visit this Dark Hollow all year long, but might find it especially apt for the night when headless horsemen run amok. So come, come to the darkness hollowed, and inky blackness waiting for Traveler to fall into its hidden depths. This barrel-aged imperial stout whispers vanilla, breathes rum, moans oak, and murmurs hot bitterness like an enticing spirit tempting the passing traveler. As previously noted, it is an imperial stout with an ABV of 10%, more my style, IBUs are 70%. What makes it special is it's aged in American oak bourbon barrels. The Halloween pairing is dark chocolate covered pretzels. Suggested glass is a snifter and it is available year round. And rounding out this episode of Between the Corpses, we have Dark Star from Fremont Brewing Company in Seattle, Washington. Like a shooting star in the overhanging black vastness above, if you're not looking for it, this Dark Star will wink out of existence for the year without you ever knowing it. An appropriate beer to celebrate a once-a-year night of cheer and scare. Let the Dark Star come to earth in a blaze of roast, chocolate, and mild sweetness. Warmed in oak and wood to become vanilla-touched and bourbon-bent. This one is an oatmeal stout with an ABV of 11%. The hops are Magnum, Willamette, and Cascade. The malts are two-row barley, Crystal 60, chocolate, Carafa 2, flaked oaks. What makes it special? Aged on 15-year-old single-use Kentucky bourbon barrels. The Halloween pairing is dark chocolate kisses, Suggested glass is a snifter. Its availability is October 1st and it is extremely limited. Well, that's going to cover the Halloween episode of Between the Corpses. I hope you're at least able to try some of the beers we've been talking about so far. And we're going to keep the list going as the shows go on. Happy Halloween from me and everyone at the Big Scary Show. Trick or treat, kiddies. Oh, you look good enough to eat. All of the ghosts and ghouls at darkimaginings.com want to wish you a happy Halloween. Now, get out there and make them scream. <laughs>
Hello everyone, Drew Badger here. We are live on the road. It is haunt season. We are traveling. My travel companion and I have gone to a couple of haunts tonight. Just went through Midway Wicked Woods in Statesville, North Carolina. Exit 162 off I-40 in beautiful Piedmont of North Carolina. Got the owner, one of them, Randy Jenkins, with us. They're celebrating their 25th anniversary. Congratulations, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Thank T- you. Tell us about Midway Wicked Woods. I was here maybe four or five seasons ago, and uh, you have done some improvements over the years here. Well, thank you. Yes, we, uh, we improve every year. We uh, started 25 years ago, and uh, we started going to Transworld Show. Up in, uh, used to be in Chicago, right. uh, now it's in St. Louis, and, and uh, did all the classes, met a lot of great people in the industry, came back and uh, completely redid our area. Uh, we go all through the woods. You go in and out of several different buildings. Each building has its own theme. Uh, we have, of course, we have actors this year. We have about 65 that work to haunt. Um, so yeah, we're doing we're doing well. We've enjoyed it. Have you had trouble with uh, getting people to come and work? Because uh, all over the country, people are having trouble recruiting. Sixty five seems a little low compared to previous years. It is. It's a little bit lower than than we've been able to, you know, in past years. But you know, <laughs> I hate to say it, but people don't want to work. Yeah. So uh, uh, most of my most of my uh, workers are a lot of repeats. They come back every year. Uh, they come and have fun. Uh, they get paid to have fun. So, so why wouldn't uh, you come to work? You know, I know so many people who would volunteer to work at a place like this. You know, it's just, uh, just one of those things. It's one of those things. And 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 you mentioned volunteers. We don't. We. <laughs> you don't do volunteers. We don't do volunteers. No. There you We're, go. We we our actors are paid. All of our people are paid. I, I just. Uh, I mean, they come out and have a good time, but. Their time's worth money sure. as well as mine is. So. And, and they are doing a bang-up job, if Thank I must you. say. You you actually freaked out at one spot. I did. I freaked out on several <laughs> spots. It was wonderful. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, now again, uh, exit 162 off of uh, I-40. I mean, once you get to the end of the road here, you can actually see the interstate. So you're literally like two minutes off. We're two minutes off of Interstate 40, yeah. Exit 162. Easy to find our, our website. You know, we got all the information on our website, which is midwaywickedwoods.com. Uh, or you can possibly punch in Wicked Woods and we come up. But. Sure. And um, are you going to be open beyond Halloween? Are you going to be open like first week in November or anything like that? No, we, we always have stopped Halloween night. I just, there okay. again, that's just me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm old school when it comes <laughs> to, to that. So I feel like Halloween night. That's good. There you go. You know, a lot of people doing those Christmas haunts and those Valentine's Day haunts. You don't need to do that stuff here, so. No, no. We kind of talked about doing the dark, you know, the dark weekend, but we haven't done that, or lights out weekend. It's dark enough in there. It's dark enough. Yeah, it's dark enough. Yeah, the blackout maze. Yeah, Yeah, we, we won't talk about that. The people behind us were just... You know, going nuts, freaking out and everything, (laughs) including my travel companion who had to be pulled out of that one. But we won't talk about that. But once again, folks, MidwayWickedWoods.com. If you're traveling down I-40, if you're doing some leaf watching, heading to the mountains, if you're between 
you know, Statesville, Hickory, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, coming in from Asheville, anywhere traveling through the central part of North Carolina, and you go to one exit, 162, head south about, oh, I don't know, 100 yards maybe. There's a road, convenience store, right behind the convenience store. You'll find the signs from Midway Wicked Woods. It is a fun fun little way to spend an evening here. Randy Jenkins, always a pleasure to have you Thanks, back sir. here on the show, Appreciate sir. Wishing nothing but success. You know, this is day four of your season, and if these numbers and the lines I've seen out here are any indication, it's going to be another successful season at Midway. Yes, it will. Absolutely. We uh, we have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, your actors were having a good time, including yeah. the couple of kids that I saw in there. They were just, you know, the next generation, and they're doing great. Oh, yeah, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're learning and, and doing a great job for us. We, uh, we've had a lot of compliments on, on, like, we have a little kids area and all that going on, but, hey, they love it. So. Just, just proving the fact that there's nothing scarier at a haunt than a creepy little kid in a costume doing exactly. the creepy little things that kids <laughs> exactly tend to do. Right. <laughs> exactly once again, folks, Drew Badger here on the road. We are at Midway Wicked Woods in Statesville, North Carolina, for the Big Scary Show, Traveling to Haunts, and we're out. And I've rented the house on Haunted Hill tonight so that my wife can give a party. A haunted house party. She's so amusing. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Ah, but here come our other guests. Hi, Vincent. Oh, this is awesome. Nothing like a little party to really get into the Halloween spirit. The caretakers will leave at midnight, locking us in here until they come back in the morning. Once the door is locked, there's no way out. The windows have bars that the jail would be proud of, and the only door to the outside locks like a vault. There's no electricity, no phone, no one within miles, so no way to call for help. Ah, wonderful. Well, I guess I know how I'm spending my Halloween, so... Hey listeners, it's Storm wishing you a happy Halloween from the Big Scary Show. Um, somebody let me out? Passion is what drives us. The passion to be the best. For over ten years, that passion has taken us from eBay to becoming the driving force in the haunted house industry. And we are just getting started. Flex props to nine foot giants. Great details, great looks, and great pricing is the foundation we are built on. Our heart beats Halloween and haunts. We are a creepy collection. Let us deliver our passion to your haunted attraction this season. CreepyCollection.com. Now that's creepy. Come, my little neophytes. And sit by the fire. It's time to ask the old crone. (laughs) A photographer friend recently called me upset that another photographer in the area had copied her ideas for a photo shoot. Obviously hoping I'd join her in hiding the body of the competing photographer 
She was further upset with the news that there was absolutely nothing she could do about it. She asked me how would I feel if someone opened another medieval castle-themed haunt in the same town as me. To be honest, I would be upset, but unless they called it Banshee Manor, used the exact same backstory as me, or made their logo look like mine, there's nothing I would be able to do about it. While it's very frustrating to have your work copied, and you want to go after them with a lawsuit in hand, or perhaps a shovel, there are a few new ideas in the world. Look at Pinterest, TikTok, or YouTube. We all draw ideas and inspiration from other places. Now, there are some ways to protect your ideas and work if they are truly unique and proprietary. So let's look at some legal terms, but first let me say I am an old crone, not an attorney. This is not legal advice, but merely for educational purposes. So intellectual property is a unique idea, concept, or creation, and while somewhat intangible, still has value and can be protected. My backstory is a unique idea that came from my brain and no one else. It is my intellectual property, or commonly referred to as IP. Copyright means that you must have my permission to use my intellectual property. I can give someone permission to use my intellectual property for marketing, reproduction, or make a movie out of it. A trademark is a logo, name, or slogan that can be registered or established by use by a company. It, too, is a type of intellectual property. A unique design for something like a prop mechanism or motor can have a patent to protect it from being remanufactured and sold as their own product. So typically, if you give someone permission to use your IP, trademark, or patent for financial gain, you are paid for that privilege. One of the things that makes the haunt world so unique is that we all freely share ideas that in turn makes us all better haunters. We don't have to change the haunt community spirit that way of sharing idea brings. But when a big box store blatantly steals someone's original prop design, and profits all that. <clears throat> Hello, Spirit Halloween. When original artwork is being stolen and sold as their own, that's when our community gets damaged. Support each other, give credit where credit is due, and report anything suspicious to the platform you see it on, and communicate to the original artist or creator so that they can get what's rightfully theirs. Well, it's been a long few weeks, and this old crone's bones are very tired. But if you have any questions for the old crone, please send them to scream at BansheeManor.com. And as the fire burns low, don't forget to stir the cauldron. <laughs> Are you looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free.
live on flesh and subsist on blood. They're hundreds of years old and look decayed. They rise at night and can't be stopped. They're the walking dead who are never buried. And they're coming your way now in Horror of the Zombies. It's all new chills and a shocking and ghastly nightmare of gruesome terror. Horror of the Zombies. Rated R from Independent International. Hello, everyone. Drew Badger here. We're live on the road in Archdale, North Carolina at Kersey Valley Spooky Woods. It's a little quiet where I am because it was just so dang loud outside with all the screams, the chainsaws, the DJ, and all the fun there is here at Spooky Woods. Just had a grand old time. My companion and I just went through it along with Nick and Beverly Pappas. If you remember them, they were on the show about two or three months ago talking about their big road trip they do. They're here for the night, so we all showed up and Went through the haunt together and had a grand time, but we're talking to Tony Wilgameth, the owner here at Spooky Woods, 37 years. Tony, how's the season going so far? Man, it's been so nice to see crowds again after COVID. Um, well, we still have COVID, but the crowds are back uh, yeah, compared I mean, to last year. I guess so. after the mandates, yeah. our local health department put us under last year. Uh, this year, I didn't even get a response from the health department when hmm. I asked, what do you want us to do? So we got set up, ready for you know restrictions and we did time ticketing but they never got back to us so we put signs out because we're mainly outdoors and the sign is simply a skull with a mask and it says you do you boo (laughs) so uh, we're just kind of going along people wear the mask if they want to wear a mask Um, of course indoors they're required to wear a mask but it's just very small little spots that we have that and uh, I'm seeing a few people wear masks right. today. But, well, uh, I've got mine here. So, yeah, and I've got mine. Just being in the crowd, it makes sense. You know, of course. Uh, if you're standing with thousands of people going by, it makes <laughs> sense to wear a mask. But well, uh, thousands of people tells me you're having a pretty darn good season. This is uh, second, third, fourth week for you? I think we're in our third weekend now. We did lose one sat- uh, Friday night due to rain. All sure. day we lost the daytime events, too. Um, but with time ticketing, uh, it's easy to move people to other days. So, very few actually wanted refunds unless they were from out of town. Nice. So that's a nice advantage to time ticketing. With so many people who started time ticketing last year due to COVID, was, were you already doing that, or was that something you started last year and have decided to just keep doing? No, we did time ticketing for years. Um, what was new was virtual queue line um, technology, and we used that last year, and we're going to use it for our Christmas events where you join a virtual queue to see Santa, the Grinch, and ride the train. So. It's nice to have that set up ready to go in case the health department comes knocking and says, hey, you need to restrict. Um, last year was great. We had people waiting in our car. We turned everything that was uh, in the midway into online shopping. We did our online gift shop. We did our concessions online, and we would text you when your food was ready, send one person in. So we made it work last year uh, despite all the real strict mandates. Right. And this year with less restrictions, I guess, it looks like the people are just having a grand old time. As I said, we just walked through. Uh, set designs are amazing, as always. Um, seems like there's less actors this year, but of course everybody's having problems getting actors and all. But the ones that were there were all on point. There were some really good startles, some really good scares, and the cornfield especially is just creepy as all get out, as it is every year. Right. Well, you can't hardly beat natural environments, mm-hmm. you know, so real corn. and Good corn this year. It looks like some of it was like 12 feet tall in other yeah, places. We, we put an irrigation system in years ago so we can get plenty of water on it. But, um, you know, I think the struggle with everybody I've talked to is just getting enough staff. Um, 
it's just a it's a nationwide problem. It so is. for the last several years, we've been really designing the shows to use less staff, and that doesn't necessarily mean pack it full of animatronics either. It's just be smart with your design, smart with your special effects, uh, use one person more than once, obviously. But um, we've been real successful in reducing that staff. So like tonight, we're running on seventy. I think they told me seventy four actors. Mm-hmm. Um, in the years past, we had one hundred and fifty. So we've really cut that down. It seems like we had more than 74 in there, but still, that's that's yeah. good. That's what I heard was on payroll anyway. <laughs> one thing we did add this year was due to the, the difficulty of getting paid staff, we tried something different. We asked for volunteers. Never done that before, and I was presently surprised how many people said, look, I'd love to work for you, but I can't commit to every night. I'd love to come out for a night or two. So that's changed our business model quite a bit um so we're allowing some volunteers to come in and um it's fresh people um some of them have been haunted house actors in the past for us and they just can't commit to a full-time job so that's something i learned ask for volunteers um was something i didn't even anticipate until this staff issue come up and there's a couple of haunts in the area that are not open this year for various reasons so maybe some of those actors have come over here for for a time and right put their time in here and you know i have to give a shout out to panic point uh, outside of raleigh north carolina up in youngsville they um they brought like 11 of their best actors some brought chainsaws with gas last sunday because they're not open because they heard we were short on actors when we first opened and i didn't i mean just that thought that they would travel it's almost an hour and a half mm-hmm. volunteer their time and have a blast it says a lot about this industry and um i was really impressed with those guys absolutely and I, I i've never been to that one but i've heard very good things about it one of these days i'm going to get up there i got family in raleigh grew up there so one of these days but your 37th year here Last time I was here, you had a plane that you had just built. That's right. So, you know, and, and you've still got some of those set designs and things from there, but you have got a whole lot of new stuff for this year. What's new this year? And then I want to ask you about the train, because I know you had some controversy with the train a couple of years yeah, that's ago. that's right, the train. So new stuff is we've been on a path the last six years or so to put m- most of our sets under shelter. So um, to get around the fire restrictions, we sat down with the fire marshals, office and we come up with this kind of five-year plan where we built these thousand square foot shelters and they're connected with walkways but that gets us around the fire suppression issue which we don't have city water here we only have city sewer so Mm -hmm. now we've got like 14 of these buildings out there that are interconnected and those sets allow us to work on these sets year-round and keep adding detail and don't have to tear it down you don't take the audio out you don't take the lighting out you just flip a switch on change the scenery or work on it and change the scenery from year to year and it really works well for us so that's new we added three new buildings this year and we've added finally some i-beam flyers i call them there's a the jumpers off the bungees well we've had the bungees in the years past but we've never had these i-beams like ben at netherworld and billy have down down there so we finally put in an I-beam. I think it's about a 40-foot-long I-beam. So we got a flyer now. Ooh. So that's new for us, and they play off each other with the bungee jumper. So it's a fun, different type of scare, and you don't expect it because it's coming from overhead. Oh, it was great. Um, tell us a little bit about the Christmas event that you're going to have here, including the train and all that, because I know that's t- just around the corner. It's just around the corner. So it's been a three-year project building this big uh, train attraction, and initially uh, it was, you know, for the corn maze for the daytime, and then I wanted to do it for Spooky Woods at night. And I learned an awful lot about how to build a railroad, first and foremost. We bent the track ourselves, and we commissioned all these parts to be made all over the country. 
Uh, we had a F1 race shop making the wheels for the train for us, so it's not as easy to just pick up the phone and call and order a train. <laughs> we had to find people that knew what they were doing uh, in different various industries to make what we wanted. And so it's a custom one-off uh, kind of idea. So the initial thought was we would run this at night for Spooky Woods. Well, right before we opened, we were going through our Department of Labor inspection, and the inspector said, Tony, where's your fence? And I said, what do you mean fence? He said, well, you've got to have a fence on the outside and the inside of this track the whole way around. And I'm like, I didn't know that. He goes, oh, yeah, it's here on this page, so-and-so, the uh, Safety Device Act, you know, North Carolina. It's like, oh, okay. All right, so we scrambled. We scrambled, right? So we found a fence company. S&P Fence Company come to the rescue and we put up uh, a, a half a mile inside and half a mile outside so a mile of fence in three days Wow! and put the fence up was going to open it for Spooky Woods for our train attraction and then they came back and said well you can't have people on the inside of the fence I'm like well how am I going to scare anybody from 10 feet away on the outside of a fence so that was the most disheartening news. So we just canceled the train, and of course, people made fun of us. Uh, some other haunts made videos about trains aren't scary, and I was like, okay, I, I can take it. All good, Rick. I can take it. Um, <laughs> so I said, you know what? We're going to build the best daggum Christmas show you've ever seen using the train because I don't need actors on the track. Sure. So that was the catalyst to start Christmas again. We did it 10 years ago, but now it's going to feature this train ride. It's going to have hay rides it's going to have this huge mega slide we built it's got kitty zip lines jumping pillows jumping trampolines cow train rides huge displays everywhere the whole farm is going to be decorated with a million lights animated singing deer is one of the features we have but you know we're so excited about christmas and it's just to open it opens us up to a whole different demographic sure people that are not into scary uh, would definitely like, you know, possibly come to Christmas. Well, Kersey Valley is kind of a year-round thing, too. You've got zip lines, you've got an educational farm, you've got all that kind of good stuff here, right? Yeah, it's it, we're open daily with our different attractions we have, uh, and we're all family-focused anyway. Sure. So we cross-promote uh, every attraction we have, and we've been building a database with, you know, email lists and text lists, and, and that's what we've, we've been focusing on, building our database and marketing to our database. And... Excuse me. It allows us to, uh, you know, bypass our traditional media. Uh, we don't usually ra- do, do radio at all anymore. Right. We uh, we do we'll do some TV for the Christmas show, but we even stopped doing billboards. We just focused. COVID taught us a lot. Uh, we focus on efficiency, and we've reduced our advertising budgets by well over a hundred thousand. Cut it down because we don't need to spend that money uh, anymore. So I've learned, seen you all over social media. though. Learned a lot. Learned so. a lot. So, awesome. So, first of all, I want to congratulate you on 37 years here at Kersey Valley Spooky Woods. Second of all, I want to wish you, you know, speedy recovery with the giant cast you have on your arm. You know, I know you had some surgery this week, and yep. no, I don't want to see the video. <laughs> you got to check out the video. Uh, it's horrific. Uh, you can email it to me, and maybe I'll open it. It's horrific. But um, for people, you know, there's still another week or two. When is your last day of the season? You know, we're planning to end on Halloween. Okay. Uh, we didn't open in September, and we're not planning to open in November. It goes back again to being efficient. Um, we found that our people will show up when we're open, so there's no sense to open if you're not going to be 
really busy. It just doesn't make sense. So you still got a week after this airs to um, you know bring in some more people. So for people wanting to get more information, maybe you're traveling up and down I-85 or 74 and you want to check out a very nice haunt that takes a long time to go through. Um, Cursey Valley Spooky Woods would certainly fit that bill. How can people get more information, media, websites, social yeah. medias, and all that? Our portal site is curseyvalley.com. That's K-E-R-S-E-Y valley.com. And that'll bring you to a page with all of our attractions so you can really see everything that we're into. And thinking about this, uh, what are the dates for the Christmas event? We're going to open the day after Thanksgiving. We'll be open Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. And then it'll be the last uh, week will be open every day until the day before Christmas Eve. Excellent. Yep. Well, Tony, I want to wish you again nothing but success here. Congratulations on 37 years. Cursey Valley Spooky Woods, a very cool haunt here in the heart of North Carolina, just south of Greensboro, Winston-Salem, right here in the triad. So if you're traveling down this area, be sure to check out curseyvalley.com. Get all that information you need or check them out on the social medias. Once again, Tony Wilgamuth, thank you very much. My name is Drew Badger for The Big Scary Show out at Spooky Woods in Archdale, North Carolina. And we're out. And ladies and gentlemen, we hope you've been enjoying our Halloween spooktacular here on The Big Scary Show. It is time to give away something for our October gruesome giveaway sponsored by our great friends at ScreamlineStudios.com. If you uh, haven't checked those guys out yet, well, you know that other holiday in a couple of months is coming, and I'm sure that a lot of their stuff is going to be put on those lists. So get out there and check them out. Or you could possibly win something on our monthly gruesome giveaways. So, you know, being October, we got a lot of entries in this month for our giveaway. We selected somebody at random. I believe we have them on the phone right now. Random caller, what is your name? Where are you located? I'm Bill Blanchfield. I'm from Stokesdale, North Carolina. I recognize the accent. Very good Carolina accent there. Born and bred, I assume. Oh yeah. There you go, Bill Blanchfield, Stokesdale. That is uh, that's north. That's in the Greensboro area, correct? That's correct. Fantastic. I was just up at Spooky Woods in a High Point, as you probably will hear on this very show. We did an interview with Tony down there and uh, had a good time last weekend. But I digress. Bill, I want to find out if you are indeed the winner of the gruesome giveaway for the month of October. But I got to ask you a couple of quick legal questions. First question Hello. is. Have you contacted us in any way, shape, or form to uh, encourage us to pick your name? No, I haven't. All right. Question number two. Have we contacted you in any way, shape, or form other than to tell you when to call in? Uh, No, you haven't. Oh, excellent. Well, Bill Blanchfield of Stokesdale, North Carolina. I don't have the exact question in front of me, but I'll paraphrase. Let's see if you know the answer to this. During our roundtable of terror talking about Halloween Town, we mentioned that not only is there a giant jack-o'-lantern in the center of the movie's Halloween Town, there is also a giant jack-o'-lantern in St. Helens, Oregon, where the movie was filmed. And I believe the question was, is it the same jack-o'-lantern? No, it is not the same jack-o'-lantern. And you are absolutely correct. Disney offered the jack-o'-lantern to them, but I believe they had storage issues. They were not able to keep it, and that's a shame. But the better news is, Bill Blanchfield of Stokesdale, North Carolina, you are the winner of the October Gruesome Giveaway. All right. 
and hopefully we'll get a prize to you. Might come a little bit after Halloween, but uh, we'll find out. We got our friends at Screamline Studios who will be shipping you directly a great prize. So stay on the line for some shipping information. Uh, Bill, do you work for a haunt, do a home haunt, or anything like that? I just do a home haunt. It'll be yard display and stuff for the neighborhood kids and family and stuff. How's the uh, trick-or-treating in your area? Uh, we're out in the country, so it's pretty much imported. Everybody's <laughs> really got to know about it. Fantastic. Well, if you got a name for your home haunt or anything like that? Uh, we do some stuff with some other people. We call it the Haunting Society of North Carolina. Ooh, that sounds we're fun. The, Go ahead. We're on uh, Facebook and stuff like that. Haunting Society of North Carolina. That's a new one. I'm definitely going to have to go check that out. But, yeah, just about everybody getting together and all things Halloween, building and whatever. Fantastic. Just like we are here at the show. Well, Bill, Blanch, right. Bill Blanchfield, I want to congratulate you on being the winner of the October Gruesome Giveaway. Again, I want to thank our very good friends at StreamlineStudios.com for providing some fantastic prizes. Again, stay on the line for some shipping information. And folks, if you didn't win this month... Be sure to enter our November giveaway because we are giveaway prizes 12 months out of the year here on The Big Scary Show. Ready to dress up your show? Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Karam. Durable, handcrafted, dependable, year after year. Von Karam. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Von Karam.com. V-O-N. C-H-A-R-O-N dot com. This is the Haunt Rocker Jerry Vane. I'd like to wish all our listeners a very happy and scary Halloween. And to all the haunts this year, may everyone pee their pants, sew their trousers, and barf violently. Happy Halloween! Halloween on the Big Scary Show.
as we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screamline Studios, Dark Imaginings, Fright Finder, Hot Pay, Creepy Collection, and Von Caron Productions. We would also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Ether Muse, as well as the four hosts, including Storm, Ransom Moore, HauntMinute.com, Badger, Actor Trainer and Consultant, Rabbit Badger, Org. Meet Hook Jim. Check out his other podcast at WrestleHorror.com. And Jerry Vane, the Haunstrumentalist. JerryVane.com. And finally, you. Without you, the listener, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.